Well, good morning. This is the latest podcast with me, Dr. Chris Keel. Today, I'm from sunny San Diego. At least I think it's sunny. I don't think the sun's up yet. So today is kind of a polyglot economic conversation. (laughs) I don't really have a subject so much as commentary on the stuff that we have seen in the last week or so, which is kind of complex and contradictory. So it's typical of economic data these days. For example, today we got the information that we've been waiting for on jobs, and we've been expecting to see something bad happening on the employment front for a number of weeks. We're supposedly sliding into a recession. We know what that normally means. It means that companies start laying off, and it also means that they stop hiring for sort of obvious reasons. But instead, we wake up this morning and there's a gain of 260,000 jobs. And we still haven't seen the big layoffs. We're starting to see them in certain sectors, mostly in tech. And that is less of an indication of a recession than it is kind of a cooling of the enthusiasm for things tech. And that's not necessarily an indication of what's happening in the greater economy. More significant is the fact that we're still seeing job gains. Now, part of this, of course, is related to the Christmas season, and we see a lot of of hiring during the Christmas season as a rule. But for the last several years, including this one, there hasn't been all that much. I mean, the retailers don't build up the way they used to, and even the package delivery companies don't build up quite the way they used to. There's a lot more of that being done with automation. So that 260,000 is really more a general indication of companies that are continuing to see growth. For the last several weeks, I've been on the road speaking to a lot of different groups and amazed at how many of them are still saying, look, these are the best months, years we've had in a long time. We're still seeing a lot of demand. We're still seeing a lot of expansion. We're still planning to hire. We're still planning to do capital spending. So we're not seeing a sort of a general deterioration of economic activity, which leads to another commentary, which was the quarter three growth. We in the economics profession are proud of the fact that people continue to listen to us even when we are grievously wrong month after quarter after year. So earlier this year, we were saying, hey, if we get any growth at all in quarter three, it's going to be very anemic. It's going to be maybe 0.3, 0.5, not much more than that. Instead, it comes in at 2.6. Now, we know most of why that was the case. This was a lot driven by export activity, the strength of the dollar. Dollar hasn't really weakened, it's just that the other currencies are catching up and that that difference is less profound than it used to be, which means that we're doing more exporting and we're doing a little less importing because those prices have gone up somewhat. But 2.6% growth when you were expecting 0.3 is is pretty dramatic and it certainly puts us back into growth numbers that would be considered normal. I mean, that's our rate for about the last 20 years. At the same time that these things are going on, of course, you have the Fed raising interest rates again, another three quarters of a point. Something to be aware of when it comes to Fed behavior is that there's kind of a pattern that we've seen over the maybe 
50, 60 years, not just with the U.S., but other countries as well, the adage among central banks is, well, you push rates up until something breaks, and then after it breaks, you try to fix it with lowering rates. (laughs) So you have this push on the part of the central banks to kind of see how far they can push the economy before something goes tilt. And that generally is reflected in employment. So what the Fed is looking at is to say, look, we still have room to raise rates as long as the unemployment rate does not rise dramatically. Now, the latest unemployment rate, even with that 260,000 job ad, was 3.7. It was 3.2. So we're getting a little closer to where the Fed has indicated it would stop raising rates, even reversing them. They've talked about 4.5 as being the number they're shooting for. But here's the pattern, and here's the thing to be interested in. If, indeed, this pattern is repeated, and like I said, it's been pretty common over the last five decades, the Fed will push rates to its max right at the peak of inflation, which we could assert is now, Then it takes a break, and it either stops raising rates or it raises them a lot more slowly. Seven months later, it tends to start lowering rates. So if we were to follow that pattern, and like I said, it's not guaranteed, but it's happened more than once, we would see rates start to come down again in May or June of next year. And if you've been following the stuff that Armada has been putting out in the strategic intelligence system, hint, hint, We are predicting that that's when the economy starts to turn, is May, June, July of next year. So we have more than a few indicators kind of pointing towards better news in the middle of next year. All kinds of things can go bad or go good between now and then, but that's kind of where the data is pushing us at the moment. So within the next week or so, I'm going to be speaking to everybody live So then you can laugh at me and point out that, you know, all the things that I've been saying on the podcast and the webinars, well, they haven't come true. But hey, remember, my most famous definition of an economist is the person who explains tomorrow why the predictions they made yesterday didn't come true today. Talk to you soon. Thanks.